It's time to level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Mastering the inner game. Meditate, elevate, celebrate. Mindset. Level up. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button so you never miss out on any of our great mindset content. Hey guys, I hope you're having another beautiful day and making the most of the gift which we have, which is the present. Now today, we're going to dive into some breathing techniques that are going to help you with your meditation and a few tips that are going to allow you to reach deeper levels of tranquility. Now, if you haven't seen or read through our blog that we posted last week, it is all about the importance of meditation and the brain waves that we can actually tap into when we use meditation. So I definitely recommend you reflect back to that and go ahead and get some views and understanding of why meditation is so important. Now for today, let's start off with inhale and exhale. Should be automatic, right? And it is. But our level of consciousness does affect our brain's chemistry. Our ability to control our breathing is very special since it has such a huge connection to so many other functions in our body. Typically, it's something we do without thinking, but a conscious effort to take control of an aspect that regulates other automatic functions is so powerful. Now, of course, we understand we see a lot of correlation to our mindfulness and yoga with breathing techniques. And breathing is at the core of ancient mindfulness practices, such as yoga, tai chi, and other places that use meditation. However, studies suggest that breathing exercises alone, derived from those ancient yoga practices, can be excellent for the body, mind, and soul. These practices understand the interlinked connection between our subconscious mind to our conscious breathing and meditation. Trusting in the benefits of breathing goes back to ancient Hindu that centers around prana, which is vital air, and pranayama, which is breath retention. The 20th century has shown deep emergence of relaxed breathing techniques that combat anxiety and stress. Breathing is the only autonomic feature we can consciously take control of, and it's pretty hard to do that at fact. Since unconscious signals will usually override our conscious efforts, it takes a lot more strength and practice to be able to really focus on controlling your breath. However, this crossroad of consciousness allows breathing techniques to provide some control of one automatic system and in return affects others for the better. And an example would be your heart rate or your blood pressure. Now, seeing how this affects other aspects in our body, let's dive in on a cellular level so that we can understand a little bit more anatomy of what is taking place when we breathe. Now, breathing is a part of living and a vital one at that to survive. Breathing is directed by our autonomic nervous system, which controls functions that we do not consciously need to control, such as our heart rate, blood pressure, digestion, and even the blood oxygen saturation levels. 
our hypothalamus has a deep connection to our autonomic system and also regulates emotional stimuli, memory, and behavior. Our breathing can adjust the autonomic system based on which system is turned on, an example, sympathetic or parasympathetic. When we turn on our parasympathetic nervous system, we have calmness and lowered stress. At this time, the body can rest and digest at its best. As well, differently based on how our hypothalamus reacts due to its important role in regulating our autonomic system. Understanding the connection between our emotional stability and behavior shows an important role in creating a better subconscious body by putting more effort into it. Many aspects we have no control of, but breathing, we slightly can, and our emotions for the most part as well. Based on experience and conditioning, some emotions and behavior can transpose and force other effects on the body. This may be breathing rate, heart rate, or which nervous system is engaged. Nerve cells sent from the brainstem are responsible for the signals that adjust our breathing rate and depth based off our oxygen saturation and the CO2 saturation in our blood. CO2 is the primary catalyst for increased breathing as it forces the main brainstem to signal about any excess storage in our body. And this will allow an adjustment for the variables according to what needs to be maintained for a proper balance. Typically, with high intensity activities, breathing is increased due to high levels of CO2 in our blood instead of low levels of oxygen, because CO2 is harmful to us if we have too much of it. And our cerebrospinal fluid surrounding our brain cannot have too much CO2 before oxygen is replaced. Nerve cells from our higher brain center can adjust our breathing rate when we feel emotions, stress, or pain. An easier way to understand how nerves take control of our body, think of times when you have been in fight or flight mode and your heart is pumping, your breathing increases, and your muscles get tense. This is typical when you perceive imminent danger, have a deep fear, or undergo extreme stress. Have you ever turned a corner and bumped into someone and your action was typically a jump or a light scare? That is what it feels like for your fight or flight mode to be turned on real fast. It's just our natural instinct. That split second of fear from the unknown causes our autonomic nerve cells to react for our safety by adjusting many features from spiking adrenaline levels in our body, which changes our eye dilation, level of sight to the above subject, deep breaths with our core being very tense, and this is all to protect our vital organs and the ability to move our body very rapidly. This example shows our fight or flight and the sympathetic nervous system. However, the times when we are completely relaxed, calm, and sometimes after a good meal, food just seems to digest better, possibly even put you to sleep. This is due to our parasympathetic nervous system being active and taking the opportunity to break down food more efficient by sending signals to nap or sleep, which turns off other energy expenditures from our bodily functions which we no longer need to use so our body can digest and absorb food better. These two are necessity for us to live and our breathing is completely different in each of these. And being able to control our breathing allows us to tap into either or based on what we're choosing 
we want to be in for that time period. Now with all this science and anatomy, let's understand the real life application. Since breathing is the only autonomic feature we can consciously try to control, the knowledge of which system is desired for different situations or activity can dictate how we want to breathe in order to maximize the brain capacity for those functions. If we want to be calm or at ease, but the sympathetic is turned on, then it will be very hard to relax and sleep or even digest. But if we want to be alert and focused on a task that takes lightning motor skills and thought processes, we need to be in a controlled fight or flight mode. This is why athletes train so much to create muscle memory. Since much of sports is played in the sympathetic nervous system, or at least a controlled flow state, the actions are directly connected to our fight or flight mode, but in a controlled way. Many times athletes will try to tap into our more logical side while in the midst of a play or even in the middle of the game. But you can see that this will cause actually a brain fart because they cannot stay in the middle of two. They have to pick one or the other. And the parasympathetic is not very good at reacting very fast and making the best plays because it takes too much quick responses to make the best in elite sports. And all the adrenaline that's going through their body is also not allowing them to be the most logical if they were fully in their parasympathetic nervous system. The elite athletes, though, can connect the best of both worlds. And this is what's needed to be used at the right time in the right place. Their mindset and the control of it is next level. When the body can use a particular movement with automatic reactions plus conscious guidance, that's a true talent. And many are in awe of it, and that's why we love sports. In my history of playing Division I baseball, I remember times when it'd be a very tight game late into the innings and because of the situation adrenaline's a little higher and the focus is a little bit stronger i would always try to take deep breaths and use this to make smooth relaxed motions we would call it controlled aggression a yin and a yang this always allowed me to be at my best and in the moment which allowed me to make quicker and smarter decisions but even when i tried to be a little more conscious to hit a baseball, it is a little bit more unconscious. It's a reaction. And I have many recollections of hitting baseballs and running out of the box without realizing I actually hit the ball until about halfway down the baseline. Now, it's not like I don't know I hit it because I'm running, but the brain hasn't registered. It's just hit and run. We always know that reaction. We practice it so much. And because in the situation, you want to get to first base as fast as you can but it's because I'm in my sympathetic nervous system. So all I know is I fight and then I flight out of there, right? So understanding how to tap into each system, we can be a little bit more controlled before we use that aggression. This experience is an amazing insight into the in-depth switch between our two systems. Now we've gone through the history of where breathing techniques are stemming from and the practices that dive and connect with breathing. We've gone through the cellular level to understand how breathing affects our whole body and to get into our breathing techniques that we like to use with our clients 
We want to make sure you understand it's all about diaphragmatic breathing. That is the ultimate goal of meditation. And these techniques will help move you in the right direction and mindset to allow for your best practice. It sometimes takes a little extra time to really relax and become ready to meditate. Therefore, these techniques will help overcome many different situations or times when you're a little bit more stressed or unsure that how you can get into the present moment better. So relaxed nasal breathing can be achieved so that you will be able to get to that state of point where you are relaxed and just nasal breathing to achieve a deeper meditative state. The primary thing that inconveniences most novices is the means by which to sit appropriately. Our body posture and breathing methods are interconnected and isolated simultaneously. Prior to figuring out how to inhale appropriately, you need to pick the correct pose. On the off chance that you are not in an agreeable position, your psyche will not have the option to unwind completely, as you will unknowingly consider how awkward this position is. And you may wish that this was over as soon as possible. This is the reason that prior to beginning your meditation or breathing techniques, you should sort out which posture is the most agreeable for you. Now, just as a quick starter, the easiest way to feel if you're fully using your diaphragm is to just lay on your back, knees bent, feet flat, and rest one hand on your sternum and the other on your stomach. Breathe in deeply, and you should feel your hand on your stomach lift first and higher than the hand on your sternum. As well, a slight lateral expansion of the abdomen should be felt or observed by another person. Then, the hand on the stomach should fall first and return to a lower level than the sternum on the exhale. So, let's begin with the basics. Understanding the most simple method of creating mindfulness and relaxation of the body and mind by using a one by two nasal breathing technique. Simply breathe in slowly and deeply through your nose, hold for one to two seconds, then exhale through your mouth twice as long as it took you to inhale. This is mostly focused on the pause and exhale as it is a key method proven to lower our heart rate and the tension in our body. The answers of effectiveness all stem back to the physiology of our body. Our body increases our breathing rate and heart rate in response to excess CO2 levels. Therefore, consciously exhaling longer and deeper will ensure more CO2 is released, so the body will reduce these aspects and bring us down to a calmer state of mind. Now, we need to repeat this technique for at least 5 to 10 minutes to reach its maximum potential. If you'd like to do longer, then great. Secondly, the next technique is a bit more of a hands-on approach. It is a one-by-one -one nostril method. This is a great way to lower blood pressure and develop a better connection between the left and right hemispheres in our brain. This yoga breathing technique involves holding one nostril shut when breathing in, then closing that nostril and exhaling out the other. To perform the alternate nostril breathing technique, sit in a comfortable position and place your left hand on your knee with your palm facing the ceiling. Gently but tightly close your right nostril with your right thumb so that no air can go in or out. Then take in air gradually 
through your left nostril. And once you feel that your lungs are fully loaded up with air, close that nostril with the forefinger of your right hand. Keep holding the two nostrils as you hold your breath for two to three seconds. And afterward, move your thumb and exhale out through the right nostril. After, switch hands, repeating the total grouping of activities. Proceed with the substitute exchanging of nostrils and repeat the breathing five to 10 times for each. Repeating substitute nostril breathing for 15 to 18 minutes is the ideal time length. Now our third method is to really combat issues with creating calmness in order to move into that relaxed diaphragmatic nasal breathing, which is needed for meditation. This is a 4-4-4 or 5-5-5 method that you might see if you were to actually do some research about it. Now, both involve breathing in for about four to five seconds through your nose, holding for four to five seconds, and exhaling slowly through your mouth for four to five seconds. Repeat this for at least a minute for the best results. Now, overdoing this can result in lightheadedness as the levels of O2 and CO2 begin to be a little bit imbalanced. This is only to help create calmness when you need a little bit more rapid production in order to reduce deep tension. And the last method we're gonna give you is to help with severe panic attacks or really extreme anxiety. And you want to be able to meditate because it's something that's gonna help get through this. But sometimes, Maybe you are just too stimulated for the day, and this method is going to be the best for that. Now, this method is a 4-7-8 technique, which is useful to alleviate those issues quickly. So we start by inhaling regularly and taking a deep exhale out until all the air has dispersed from your lungs. Inhale for four seconds through your nose. Hold your breath for seven seconds. Then exhale slowly out of your mouth for eight seconds. If it is troublesome for you to hold your breath for that long, then divide everything by two and work your way up as needed. The key is to try and maintain those ratios to ensure the effectiveness. We don't like you to repeat more than four times just to ensure that there's a less chance of lightheadedness or a dizzy spell. This is in a more in-depth technique to overcome anxiety, and it is well known to work very well. So use this in those times that you're going through a little bit too much and want to really calm yourself down. The key to any of these techniques is trying to slow down your breathing rate and depth so that you can reach that level of tranquility you need. When we are truly at our lowest heart rate, our diaphragm almost seems like it's not even moving. If your body is taking deep chest raising breaths while you're at rest, then possibly you're anxious or in need of potentially some cardiovascular conditioning. When we are at rest, we should be able to breathe in and out through our nose with no issues. Now for those folks who like to be mouth breathers, understand our nose has so much more benefits for us to be breathing through. It has filtration, it has a direct connection to our diaphragm reaching its full capacity, and it also can give you a little nitric oxide boost from inside the nostril. So mouth breathing can create many health issues, such as dry mouth, 
which stems to dental hygiene, heartburn, asthma, chronic stress and anxiety, an elevated risk for diseases, and really poor sleep. Most people who are snoring are mouth breathers, and this is what causes potentially sleep apnea. Mouth breathing is also known to even lead towards heart disease and high blood pressure because of the low oxygen concentration that gets put into the bloodstream since the lungs can become dysfunctional as the diaphragm is not completely being used. Mouth breathing only uses the upper chest portion of our lungs, but the connection of our nose and diaphragm ensures the deepest breaths are taken and therefore higher oxygen concentration for every breath can be achieved. Asthma is deeply connected with mouth breathers and it will definitely worsen if you continue to be a mouth breather. Breathing is the core of our anatomy. And when we learn to master and tap into its abilities, we become much more elevated in consciousness and our overall performance. If you could enhance your potential for emotional stability, why wouldn't you? Focus on leveling up the aspects that you can control and you'll see the results begin to manifest in areas that we technically can't control. Your health is your wealth, and mastering the basics is how you become a pro. Now, I hope this could give you more insight in how meditation and breathing are directly connected. When we want to get into those deep states of tranquility, we need to focus on our breathing. Having controlled conscious breathing is directly connected to meditation. So really work on some of these breathing techniques and apply it to your life and your meditation and see if you can reach deeper levels like those brain waves that get tapped into when you dive deeper. We want you to level up your lifestyle and you do that by changing your mindset and how you go about your routine with consistency. So for today, we had a great topic and I want to see everyone focusing on what they can control. And breathing is something that we sorta can control. So if you have the opportunity to make your body function better and work more efficiently, you should definitely do it. So until next time, stay healthy, stay consistent, and stay in the moment. Level up.